And as we've said many times, the beauty of being out here is people just pop up and come on set. And it's, you don't have to look at screens. You don't have to look at circles in front of us. Or No, no. Real life, Andrew Perloff, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend here on set right now. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio every morning. You guys are doing the show at 3 a.m. We had Maggie on the show yeah. yesterday. I'm like, how are you doing that? Uh, God. Not, not well. <laughs> and it's Super Bowl week, so people are like, you know what? I know you have to go to bed. Do you want to come meet me here? I'm like, yes. Because it's Super Bowl week, so yeah. I'm not sleeping at all. Oh, so I how mean, many hours of sleep do you have accumulated this week? Yeah, uh, three to four hours a night. That oh, a night. Okay, that's, that's better than I thought. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we were out at we were out at Omnia, and we didn't finish at Omnia until you guys were in hour two of your show. That actually is true. I got I got back to the room at three thirty in the morning. Oh, trust me, I and walked you guys to work. Had started, yeah. Oh, that's great. I walked to work in the morning, and there's so many drunk and weird people. <laughs> And uh, they look at me like I'm weird. <laughs> this no, guy's going to work. Yeah, what's up with work. you? <laughs> yeah. case over here. What's your favorite event so far? Did you go to U2 last night? No, I, I haven't. I couldn't do that. I have to be in bed actually by 10. So yeah. uh, I haven't done anything. I've gone. Oh, I went to this restaurant called Piero's last night. Mm -hmm. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, I have heard such good things about it. It is amazing. So they shot the movie Casino there. Mm -hmm. And there's. Uh, we knew we met the owner. And Sharon Stone got thrown down these stairs in the back that are like famous they took us back there the guy who owns it has pictures of him and sinatra and john f kennedy and the hostess wow. who obviously they seem awfully friendly is all i'm going to say <laughs> and every star from the 60s 70s 80s bill cosby it was all these weird pictures uh it was old school vegas i highly recommend it if you good food? beyond let's good. go tonight okay. guys let's go tonight. i'll do it it's, make I mean, it's here it's uh it's about 10 minutes from here it's okay. uh it's up towards like fountain blue and the new okay. ones yeah uh they have this thing called a garbage Caesar salad. Sounds bad. It's shrimp, uh, a Caesar salad, shrimp, and other shellfish on a Caesar salad. It's the best thing I ever tasted. Really? For a salad. Good, For a salad. Yeah. Asabuco, veal chop parm. Oh, man. I, I said I would never go back because I ate so much. Cannolis that are unbelievable. You're, oh, you're selling this well. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. a great job. I got you, but call because it's, it is kind of hard to get in. Don't yeah. mention my name. Okay. How, does it, how does it feel for Vegas to be the site of a Super Bowl knowing you know, just how the NFL used to feel yeah. about betting and kind of how they've embraced it. Well, I was here for the draft, and you could tell, obviously, it started full on. Yeah, it was funny. Did you hear Roger Goodell's comment the other day? It wasn't us who decided to partner with uh, gaming companies. It was the Supreme Court who said betting was legal. I'm like, <laughs> Roger, what are you talking He's about? He's such a lawyer, though. Whenever he says stuff like <laughs> I know, that, it's just I ridiculous. I think, I think it's great. I think this is the best Super Bowl town because you don't have to. Like Miami, oh, my friends in Fort Lauderdale, I have to go there. So for the media, it's incredibly convenient, and there's an incredible excitement to it. No, I th it is top five Super Bowl sites for sure. Before we get to the Super Bowl, let's talk about the other Super Bowl, WrestleMania. Yeah. We were just at the uh, press conference. I, I, I didn't see it. Uh, so I went, I got the spoiler, but oh, you did. What, what went down? Because we saw uh, The Rock get off a private jet. He was there. He's back in wrestling now all of a sudden. Well, I'm going to theorize it. Yeah. I have, you know, speculation, but informed speculation. They started off, it's the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. And the first one, Madison Square Garden, 1985, there was a famous tag team match, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and somebody else. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, they kept talking about the most famous tag team match ever. Then, so they're supposed to announce a champion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to announce, and Roman Reigns wants to wrestle The Rock, but um, Dusty Rhodes' kid. Yeah, Cody out. Rhodes. Cody Rhodes yeah. also wants to wrestle The Rock. Anyway, it ended up being a fight with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes versus The Rock and Roman Reigns. 
uh, I probably screwed all that up. No, I, you got it right. I think they're setting up a huge tag team. You got it right. I think, uh, is that the rumor yeah. out there? Uh, they didn't announce it yet. So then afterwards, we went back and interviewed Seth Rollins again. Uh, it was really fun. Is I was I thought it would be like an NFL press conference. It'd be like, excuse me, Mr. Rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, Which would plans? have been tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think the NFL needs to be like the WWE press conferences. I want to see someone Isaiah Pacheco slap somebody. Yeah. Because they're so boring. I mean, what, what the normal questions like, uh, what do you expect to happen on Sunday? Well, you know, I'm just gonna do what's best for a team. Slap. All the coach speak. I mean, that's what yeah. you get in, in so many of those. Even like opening night, you're watching Andy Reid, and he's just saying all this nice stuff about Kyle Shanahan. You're like, that's great. I want to see somebody actually put, give us some bulletin board material yeah. before a Super Bowl. I'm an Eagles fan. Andy Reid has said nothing since the year 1998. That They'll is, never get anything out of it. That is true. What do you think about this Super Bowl matchup? I'm on the Chiefs. I'm on the Chiefs yep. big. I'm on the Chiefs minus seven. I'm on the Chiefs money line. Alternate numbers. I'm the only one on this set that this feels is this true. Way. Oh, really? Yes. These are Niners. We're not, bang, this bang, is Niner Niners side of the Bang, set, bang, right Niner here. game. Yeah. Ryan's been on the Niners since September. Mm -hmm. He has them, I think, 11 to 1 or 12 to 1 yeah. to win it all anyway. So he's actually not on the game, but he kind of is. Nick's on Niners. How do you see this playing out in terms of just – how good the Chiefs have been defensively, yep. how the Niners have struggled in first halves along the way in the playoffs. Okay, so after the second game on championship game weekend, I opened up the app, two and a half. I hit it hard. I'm like, this is going to come back down. It might even cross zero. There's no way the Chiefs should be underdog. I didn't understand. I think I'm not alone. I think a lot of yeah. people who are not inside like you guys are like, today Patrick Mahomes. They just beat the Ravens. So I, I, I was like, this is coming down. So I bet – uh at two and a half then and then i got so i'm chiefs for sure but then i got here and so many smart people are in on the niners i got scared then we had we had a guest on the or sorry we taped a guest i'll just admit we taped it for tomorrow <laughs> billy walters the famous <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i'm so jealous. That's, oh. that's i mean that's his hero right i just here. read his book yeah yeah he's promoting his book and he picked the chiefs uh, wow he did well, well actually no. I, I should say yeah, actually, I'm so sorry. I taped that. Dude, everyone listening, scratch that. We, I don't know. We don't know what you're talking about. Nothing, nothing has happened. We're just. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be. <laughs> there's only one person that would make me go walk over to that window right there and change my pick. The futures are dead for San Francisco. I would be betting the Chiefs with you guys pretty big. Okay, I should I'm, not have I'm, said I'm, that. I apologize. Start the show. Start the interview over. Don't tweet it out. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. No. Don't, don't clip that, guys. Yeah. Um, Doesn't it but be he did say, you know, he's. He, he said I would not put a ton of money on it because he did think that this was not, you know, he said in my range, this is not like a surefire yeah. multi-million dollar bet or anything. Yeah. But that seems to be the common trend with just about everybody that we've talked to and probably on your show too is, like, it's hard to take a side in this game. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I mean, you can convince yourself of either team so mm -hmm. easily. I mean, what team with seven Hall of Famers like San Francisco, mm -hmm. they feel like a Super Bowl team, right? And there's a scenario you can picture where – you know, there's no reason to save McCaffrey. Just hit McCaffrey. The Chiefs are vulnerable at run defense. So I, I am picking the Chiefs, but I'll tell you the scenarios where I'm worried. I think Brock Purdy, uh, I think he has a better game in him. Because I watched him all year, and he was awesome. He destroyed my Eagles. Uh, I, I think if he plays a game like he had been playing and they run the ball, they control the clock. Kansas City was playing with a lead against Baltimore. It was very effective. Uh, I, I don't think San Francisco has three bad games in them in a row, so they do make me nervous. But I obviously love the Chiefs' defense. 
I love Travis Kelsey. That's my big bet. I'm obviously going over. Is, is anyone, is that a very popular prop bet? Oh, it's it seems one of the like, top. Yes. Yeah. It, actually, I think it's number one. I yeah. think over on his receiving yards, I think was number one on BetMGM. And, and receptions and touchdown. Yeah. I think he's the yeah. leader for touchdowns. As right. Well. I, I don't have it handy, but how many times in the postseason has hit the over on his receiving yards? It's a very, very high percentage. It should percentage. be all three times, I think. Obviously, well, last no, game I, historically, went over. Oh, no, I have Oh, historically. That. Oh, yeah. But just this year alone, I know he's yeah. gone up over every single time. Historically, it's very high, too. Oh, yes. Very, uh, yes. And he's the thing is, you know, you have to stop him, right? So why not double team him or something? It's impossible. The way he operates, it's just impossible. Yeah, he's averaging seven and a half catches and 90 yards receiving in all of his playoff uh, performances. So that's crazy. You know, one thing that uh, we've been talking a lot about this week on the show is the re- Kansas City receivers have been not good all season, right? So a, a bunch of smart guests have told us, well, they've shortened the rotation. Yep. So they have gotten the guys who, with all the drops, out of there. Yeah. And I noticed against the Ravens, they only throw the ball four yards downfield. Yeah. Nobody's running deep patterns. So you're kind of minimizing your biggest weakness, which is your receivers. I give Andy Reid a lot of credit for that. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been a lot better now that in the postseason than he was in the regular season. But I, I wanted to get your thoughts on Purdy because he went from, I think, an underdog story yeah. to maybe one of the more controversial, like polarizing quarterbacks. How? Why? Like, what do you make of it? I know why. What does he? What did Brock Purdy done to anyone? All he did was started four years for Iowa State and disappoint the second two. And uh, but I think it's I think it's draft bias. I think people convince themselves if he's a seventh rounder, he yes. must not be good. Yeah. And I think it's not just the people inside uh, the NFL business. I think the media also has draft bias. We're like, well, we we knew he was a seventh rounder. He wasn't good, so they can never convince themselves of the new narrative. It happens in other positions all the time. Draft bias is a huge thing. So I think Purdy played really, really well. I mean, obviously he's not Mahomes, but I, I was just a huge fan throughout the year. He, he, How much poise did he have in the fourth quarter, too? He's got a little yeah. bit of that Eli thing. He was yeah. nervous early in those games, but I'm a fan. I'm with you. I don't get the criticism. Do you feel like there's extra pressure on San Francisco, even in that game against Detroit? You know, they go down 17 yeah. points, and it's just – I feel like this year it has to almost be Super Bowl or bust because this team's gotten so right. far – you know, Kyle Shanahan's gotten them so far. And last year, maybe they beat the Eagles if they have a quarterback with a working arm, but they didn't. Do you feel like there's some extra pressure, maybe Super Bowl or bust? It's going to be hard to keep all these guys around the next couple of years. As an Eagles fan, that narrative that they would have beaten the Eagles <laughs> with Brock Purdy is something ridiculous. The officials were so scared of the crowd at Link, which including me, I was. they were going to storm the field. That, that Eagles team was flying on all cylinders. I don't see that happening. But Kyle Shanahan is getting that uh, choker label, like yeah. Buffalo Bills. Like, yeah. oh, he can't get it done in the Super Bowl. Now, it's funny. He lowered the bar because he hasn't blown any leads. He's come from behind. Yeah. I think the big if he gets a lead and blows it, it's going to be bad for him. And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure. If they do get up, I don't expect it. If they got a 14 points in the third quarter, everyone's going to be like, oh, man, can Kyle hold on to this? And yeah. maybe they get tight. Talking to Andrew Perloff, BetMGM tonight. Uh, you are an Eagles fan. Yeah. How are you feeling about, again, we haven't had the draft. And I know we yeah. haven't had you know much in terms of the offseason, but you at least have a new staff offensively, defensively, in terms of your coordinators. Feel a little bit about a little bit better after that yeah. meltdown you had last this season? No. <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm a big, uh, big believer in sort of the Bill Belichick, everyone knows who's in charge model, uh, the boss down. Who's in charge on the Eagles? I mean, there's an obvious – who do you guys think? Because I, I know who I think it is. I mean, we assume One it's man. Sirianni, but it oh, doesn't really seem that God, way. God, I don't yeah. even put him in the top four. And like, you, you would think it would be, but it doesn't seem that way. <laughs> it's Howie Roseman. Yeah. It's yeah. Howie, by yeah. far. And I think he sort of cut the knees off with Sirianni last year by mm. forcing him to bench Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, make Patricia. I, I think that was 
I was purely Roseman. He had said it was the other way around. Yeah. So once he did that, I think people started to wonder, is Nick Sirianni really in charge? Now you bring in a veteran like Fangio and a guy like Kellen Moore. I think Sirianni is going to lose power. And I don't know if the players respond. I'm not sure. If my boss, I didn't think he had any power, I'd start coming in late. I would work less hard. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that happens. So that's what worries me. Also, the defense, the back four is yeah. awful. Awful. They killed me this year. What do you think about that Fangio move? That that no. really ended in a weird way in yeah. Miami. I know that there was like some chatter about drama and the players yeah. not liking him. He feels like a great fit for Philadelphia, yeah. but he signed a four-year deal and he was out in one year. Yeah, well, there was a report, right, that he didn't like the work ethic in yep. Miami, the players. He's uh, he's a Pennsylvanian, and he loves watching the Phillies. He's old school. He doesn't want Miami. That doesn't do anything for him. He wants to go to Phillies games, be near his grandkids. And we've had a – I'm saying we. We've had a lot of sort of Vic Fangio ripoffs, um, and, but the real deal looks great. I, I'm, no, I'm really excited for him. And I think Kellen Moore is really good, but I don't get the marriage with Jalen yeah. Hurts. Style-wise, that doesn't make sense. But I hated the the way the coordinators were ran the offense last year. There was no rhyme or reason. Uh, the defense was even worse. So I'm 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 still not optimistic. I, I feel like the, we we're talking about the Sixers in the break. There's just a there's you know it's a Philly thing. We're doomed. How do you feel about the Sixers now with the Embiid injury? Because man, like we really know. like the Nick Nurse yeah. hire. Yeah. 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 And oh, now, it looked great all year long. Yeah. Well, I had, I had a friend who in the NBA who said Kelly Oubre eventually <laughs> that's not going to last, and it's not going to last. They can't He's win. Been awesome. As he, Kelly Oubre, as he, I think, he's a big Kelly. No, Oubre Kelly Oubre fan. on a veteran minimum deal has helped this team yeah. immensely. But he, he he has so much promise, and he will not deliver consistently. But I think I think even if me comes back, he's not going to be in shape. So what are we doing here? I, I don't even get the buddy heel trick. What are we should, doing? He, you should just shut him down for the rest of the year. You might as well try and get him back. I mean, he doesn't have that many years left. But I don't I don't see them getting out of the second round. Unless they play the Bucks and Doc Rivers. Uh, oh, I know. Doc, Doc Rivers to, to Milwaukee. What did you make of that when you oh, said Oh, my God. Uh, good luck with that guy. I, I like Doc Rivers personally. He used to come to Dan Patrick show a lot. He's super cool. Yeah. But he's not winning there. And I, one thing about being a Sixers fan, I have to root against James Harden, too. And the fact that he's yes. so good is driving me crazy. That's my problem right the now. The Clippers so. look good, don't yeah. they? I mean, they Clippers really look good, good with yeah, Harden there. It's, I mean, I didn't, which I'm enjoying because that just means he's going to be worse in Game Seven of the well, second round playoffs. He will not work. And Ben Simmons, if he starts to play well, that is a Sixers fan. That will tear our heart apart. Ben Simmons not even going to get on the court. Ben Simmons not even going to get on the court at this point. Whatever he had, a he big, never plays. He had a big five rebound, <laughs> five assists, zero yeah. points performance against the Sixers. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was not a Simmons fan. I'm like, was a Sixers fan. I was like, oh, he's so good. I'm, he's dribbling 40 feet from the basket, just holding the ball, and he can't shoot at all. He's not scaring the defense. You would think that would be important for the point guard position. <laughs> yeah. Philly fans, delusional as they were in the moment, they were mad at me for pointing that out. Do you think that they really were offered Halliburton and Sabonis for Ben Simmons or Harden at one point? I, I can't feel like If that. they had a chance to get oh, Halliburton man. and did not do it, and I ever find that out, someone's going to pay. <laughs> I think everybody's going to be upset if that yeah. really was the case. Oh, I that's know. that that that's a hell of a move for one of the biggest blunders. Yeah, that'd be a, one of the biggest blunders How, in the league. Yeah, I mean Halliburton now. I mean we're talking about we've been talking about him as like an outside MVP candidate. At this He's point, like a know. very tall Steph Curry now. Yeah. And if you guys could explain his footwork and his shot, I don't understand how he gets. Oh, it. it's it's not a pretty shot, but it falls. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Sean Marion had the same thing. You're like, how does he shoot that way? But it goes in. It, sometimes you just watch it and go, you know, there's no way to explain it. You just accept that it's actually happening.
Andrew Perloff, Maggie and Perloff, weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Of course, out here it starts at 3 a.m. because you're a baller. <laughs> Damn, you guys are tough. It's Pet MGM tonight.